Hello and welcome once again to the Coffee and Chat Boxes podcast. My name is Richard Spencer and this is once again the place where we talk about enjoying life, getting things done and becoming the best version of ourselves. And what a week. We, this is a Super Bowl week, an exciting week and a pretty interesting week for, for my family. Um, as most of you know that uh, around last week or two weeks ago, I had strep. So I was struggling, and somehow, some way, I passed that on to my wife, and she got a, a double dose of, of sadness. She had the flu at first, and we discovered that, so she was really down. She couldn't work the way that she wanted to. She had to leave work. So Friday, we found that out, and then on Monday, come to find out that she had strep at the same time. So, needless to say, she was in the bed 99% of the time, and I had an interesting time keeping the house up and keeping my baby girls fed and cleaned and put in bed and played around and all of that good stuff. Needless to say, I nearly lost my mind with so much time with my girls, but it's been a blessing to pick up the slack for my wife to take care of her, to feed her soup, to make sure that she drank all the water and gave away that she could possibly drink, and to make sure that my kids stay alive and have fun at the same time. So crazy week but she's back she's 100% now and I'm, I'm really excited about that once again uh, for this episode uh, and I didn't mention it before this is actually episode five we're moving up halfway up to double digits which is really exciting but now we're going to talk about a few things we're going to talk about the five minute journal once again I'm going to give you a window into my life um, at least one day of my life of last week about some of the things that I'm grateful for some of the things that would make that day great and some of the daily affirmations some of the words and the thoughts that i repeat in my head to remind myself that i can be productive that i am a good person and then i'm on the road to becoming the best version of our of myself and then we're going to go into the coffee corner talk about the awesome coffee that i have right next to me and the amazing strange and cool looking coffee mug that i'm drinking the coffee out of and then we're going to go into the Good News Network, Good News Broadcast, excuse me. Uh, I only have one topic for this week. But man, there's some good lessons that I got out of this Good News Broadcast. And finally, we're going to talk about uh, becoming the next Tom Brady. Now, how many of y'all would like to be Tom Brady? How many of y'all would like to be one of the greatest athletes of all time? have a pretty good family, have a pretty good discipline about life. Whether I can't quite make you the best athlete in the world, but uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that Tom Brady uh, illustrates and some of the things that we can implement in our life to be disciplined, to be one of the best at our craft, and of course to be productive and get things done. So now we're going to talk about that five-minute journal. There were three things that I was grateful for, and I believe this, this was on Friday, which was a really, really interesting day. So on Friday, uh, one of the things that I was grateful for was being able to take my wife to the hospital. Like I mentioned earlier, she woke up really sick. She was struggling. She felt faint at times, um, just had no energy. But with her work ethic, she did not want to take the day off, so she... Still got herself up, still got our little girl dressed up and went to work. Um, and it got to the point that a lot of her coworkers told her that she needed to leave and that she needed to go to the hospital. So 
thank goodness that I have a job that at the spur of the moment I could talk to my manager and say, hey, I need to uh, take my wife to the hospital. And they say, okay, make sure you go do it. Um, and I was able to take her. I was able to comfort her in the time of her need. And even though it was not the perfect situation, right, even though it wasn't a great situation at all, I mean, who wants their wife, their significant other to be sick? Uh, even though it was a terrible situation, I still saw the good side of it. And the good side is I had a job that um, I could take time off to take my wife. She had coworkers so concerned about her that she, they were willing to, to make her, practically make her leave work. Um, and having just the ability to take her to the hospital, drive her around, get the resources that she needed to get healthy once again. And I'm just really grateful for that and, and just thankful for that opportunity. The next one was, was really interesting. Um, that same day, I was able to pick up my, my older daughter, Nadia, up from school for the first time, which is really interesting, right? You would think I would have done that already because we're in the, in the middle of the school year. But my wife, she, my wife actually teaches at the same school that my daughter goes to. So naturally, my wife takes her to the, to the school and she picks her up and takes her home as well. So it was so surreal. Like, I know my little girl is growing up. She's becoming a, a cool little kid, a little exciting kid. But to roll up in my car and to see her for the first time um, with her book bag going around a whole bunch of other little kids and her noticing me and she's smiling and she's jumping in my car. Um, it was an awesome moment. It just reminded me that being a dad is awesome. Being a parent is awesome. Yes, it can get tough at times, like I mentioned earlier. There are times in which you get really frustrated, times that you really get tired, right? But man, just seeing that girl at school, learning and playing and, and developing friendships and learning how to, uh, to interact with other people just seeing how much you've grown up, man, it just really touched my heart. I actually shared like three, three and a half tears, I believe. I think I count. I think it's three and a half to like 3.75 tears at that moment. But man, I, I was really grateful for that opportunity to pick my, my older daughter up for the first time. And the last thing I was grateful for at that moment was uh, getting, getting something called the Rumble Roller, um, which is like a, a foam roller. And it's really used to, when you're like exercising and you need and you're aching and you need to get release for your muscles. So I was really struggling because I've been working out, I've been exercising, I've been running almost every single day. And it got to the point that my legs was hurting. I wake up aching, I walk aching, um, I walk funny to and from work, um, and I was struggling. So I, I actually decided to spend a little money on it. Get the rumble roll. It had really good ratings on Amazon, and I tried it out. And I promise, from that moment to now, uh, I've of course had pain at times, but man, it has changed my life. It feels like like my aching legs isn't quite there anymore. No uh, they get sore at times, which is normal. But man, I, I have gotten released from that, and man, I'm so grateful for that. So now we're gonna talk about what made that day great, or what would make that day great. I'm going to just share a few things. So for one, um, watch, uh, reading watchOS by tutorials uh, for some time. So I'm developing a Apple Watch app for my company, which is really fun, really exciting, um, and really challenging at the same time. So I was able to study up on it, um, implement some, some new abilities in the app, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it take shape and actually being in the app store. And uh, the other part was editing 
Coffee and Chat Boxes episode four. So I had the the opportunity to edit that episode. It was good. It was short. I had got a lot of ums and maybes out of out of it. So that would make today that day great as well. And finally, uh, the daily affirmation. So these are the things that I kind of repeat. Some of the topics that kind of shape my day. Um, and the three of them was, uh, I'm a great dad, which is what I really needed at the time because I took on a lot of responsibility, pretty much taking care of those girls 24-7. Parenting is hard. And being a single parent, even if it's just for 24 hours or 48 hours, is, is harder. I mean, it's just no question about it, especially when it's two against one. When you got two kids against one parent, um, you kind of, outnumber and you might be outsmarted at the same time um but that's another thing that was reminding myself that i was a great dad and i also reminded myself that i was a great husband and that's good because even though i knew i was taking care of my wife there were times in which i'm like am i doing the best that i can i'm doing 100 percent. am i doing 110 percent for my wife that's in need right now and if you're like me um be, trying to be a professionist uh it's often easy to see some of the, the downfall, some of the uh, neglect that you might have in your task. Uh, but I was constantly putting that good thought in my head just so I wouldn't get down and, and, and stay positive and remember that, yeah, there's so much more that I can do, but I, I'm doing good. I'm being a great dad. I'm, I'm taking care of the kids, and I'm doing the best that I can for my wife. And finally, uh, I'm a disciple. And that's just basically about my, my belief in God. Um, some of the things that I live by, some of the things that I believe. Um, and that just reminded me that, that I am a disciple, that there are things that I must learn. There are things that I must do. There's, there's a certain way that I must act and think. Um, and most importantly, it reminded me that I, I just need to show love. I need to show love to everybody, from an atheist to a Muslim to a Jew to a Christian to, to, to any single person in this world. I must show love to every single person, no matter what we agree on, no matter what we disagree on. Showing love is universal, no matter what's going on in this world. And I think that's a good word to have in the time that we're living in right now. So that's it. That is a window into my life from last week, from last Friday. And now I want to talk about the awesome coffee corner. Uh, the coffee that I'm drinking right now is still the Tanzanian pea berry from Verona Cafe. Still good, still going on strong. I think it was roasted about two weeks ago, but it's still going good. It's still tasty, still awesome. And now I want to talk about this awesome coffee mug as well. So I got this coffee mug from Six Flags, I think two years ago. I went on a youth trip to Six Flags, which, is, which was one of the longest days of my life, but also one of the most fun. The coffee mug is real black. It has some ridges on the side. Really huge, honestly. Jet black. Um, and it has a cool symbol on it. It actually has the Batman symbol on it. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have a Batman coffee mug. Every time I drink from it, I feel rich. I feel strong. I feel creative. I feel like I can fight anybody and beat up anybody. And it's as soon as I finish the coffee, I'm back to normal and I realize that I'm not rich, that I'm not that strong, that I can't beat up everybody. And I'm creative at times, but I can't quite uh, make a Batmobile or drive a Batmobile or anything like that. So 
it's a cool step out of rea- uh, reality. I get to be Batman for the 10 minutes of drinking coffee with the coffee mug. So, yeah. So, if you want to feel strong, if you want to feel rich, get yourself a Batman coffee mug. All right. So, are you ready for some good news? And like I say, I only have one topic, but it is the biggest topic of this week, at least to me. And it is the Super Bowl week. In a few days, we're actually going to sit down and witness, I hope, one of the best Super Bowls of all time. If you're not familiar with the teams, the teams that's playing for the championship in NFL is the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots. And this week, one of my coworkers sent me a video, um, a promo video of this upcoming Super Bowl. And when I say it got me so excited and so pumped, I can't really describe the feeling that I was feeling at that moment. It just made me want to become like the best person ever, just work and, and exercise and be strong and be smart. I mean, it really just drove me a lot this week. And it really showed what's so special about these two teams. Um, so starting with the New England Patriots, the first thing that I saw was, was Tom Brady's face. There was one moment in which it spent around five seconds on his face of Tom Brady. And I'm sure if uh, everybody saw that face, they realized the intensity and the focus that this man had. And it, it just absolutely drove me crazy. Because in order to become the best version of yourself, you have to be focused. You have to be intense. You have to have a goal in mind and put all of your effort into that goal. And you can see that on Tom Brady's face. Like I know from the stories that I read, from, from uh, the articles and, and the commercials, and just his talent, that he went from a six-round pit to becoming one of the greatest football players of all time. I knew that he worked really hard at what he did. I knew he was super disciplined. But all of that, all of those words fed in comparison to what I saw in his face. Like, it's one thing to read that a person is focused and determined. But at that very moment, you can see that that was his life. His life was built upon focus, discipline, and intensity. And that just got me so, so, so excited. I mean, it's... The more I talk about it, I, I'm pretty sure you can hear it in my voice. It, it did something to me that day. Like, I think I worked hard that day. Like, man, like, I done, haven't done in, in months or years. Like, the focus was just there based on looking at Tom Brady's face. And the other thing about the New England Patriots that I noticed um, from the promo was that they have a dynasty. They have so many championships. They have so many um, conference championships. They have been to the Super Bowl so many times. I think with Tom Brady, this is their seventh Super Bowl, which is absolutely amazing. They have a dynasty. And I was thinking, I'm like, okay, they have good players, right? But they don't always have the best players. So what is it about the New England Patriots that make them a dynasty or gives them the ability to be a dynasty? And it comes in the form of one word, and that's system. They have a system. Having a system is so important because Every day, every week, you have to have made so many decisions, so many actions, so many things to think about and to do. If you don't have a system, 
you you would end up doing random things. Like for an example, if they didn't have a system, they would just be picking up random people. And the people might be talent-wise some of the best, but the fact that they have a system, they know how to pit people even if they don't have the most talent, but that they can fit into the system that they have and really shine. Like there are so many examples examples of wide receivers that had a pretty average career before they get to the Patriots. And once they get to the New England Patriots, they have outstanding, like, Hall of Fame-type level seasons. And part of that is because they have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But more than not, the, the reason why they could excel is because they have a system. They have a system. They have a foundation to build upon each year, each and every year. They lose a person, they pick up another person. They lost, uh, for example, they lost Rob Gronkowski. At that moment, you would assume that they was not going to make it to the Super Bowl. But, of course, they had the next man up. And then in the words of New England Patriots, that person did their job. So having a system um, as an organization, as a company, as a team is important. But it's also important to have a system as a person. You have to have a system of writing down your vision, of writing down your goals, having a plan to achieve your goals. All of that is part of a system that can help you become the best version of yourself. And then on to the Atlanta Falcons. And the thing that I got out of them is that they are the new kids on the block that is taking on the giant. And there are so many times in our life in which we have to go up against the best, whether it's a job interview, whether it's a startup company trying to dethrone the leading company in their field or their business group. But the thing about the Falcons in which I watched every single game this week, there are three things that I noticed that, that they had in order to become the new kid on the block and now have the opportunity to dethrone the dynasty that is the New England Patriots. So the first thing is heart. You have to have heart. You have to have a belief in yourself that you will overcome the things that can keep you down. And the thing about heart is it, you can say that you have heart, but it really shows up when the pressure is up. At that moment, you can really get a chance to see who has the heart and who doesn't. And yes, we don't play in Super Bowls. We don't play in playoffs. But that doesn't matter because as people, as people, professionals, as people that are striving to become better at their job as being a parent, as being a, a husband or a wife, as people, we come up to pressure moments. And at, at that moment, that's when we know that we have heart or that we need to develop that heart. The next part about it is belief over fear. And the thing that I'm learning in life that some people have no fear at all. But the most of us, we have some type of fear, whether it's a lot of fear or whether it's a little. For me, it's somewhere kind of in the middle. Um, but you have to have more belief in yourself than fear. Or at least have enough belief so that you can take action and work on yourself and not allow fear to stop you from achieving your goals. And the last thing is leaving it all on the field. Uh, I remember one time, I think it was around two years ago, we had a rough season for the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan had the opportunity to run for a first down. It was like a fourth, I want to say fourth and five or something like that. And he ran, he got close to getting the first down. But instead of putting his body on the line, he kind of dove out of bounds and didn't get the first down. 
And at that moment, it kind of let, I, I can't lie, at that moment, I'm like, man, he, he allowed fear to, to take him out of the game. He didn't leave it all on the field the way that we, I hope he would or that most people will hope he would. But that's a totally different story this year with Atlanta Falcons, and especially with Matt Ryan. I've seen so, so much growth in Matt Ryan and the team in general. Like You could just see the heart that he has. You can see that his belief has overcome the fear that he might have. And also that you can see that he, and along with every single person on that team, is leaving it all on the field. Like, they're going 100%, no matter what, risking injury, um, risking so many things just to get that W, just to get that win. And that's what we got to do, too, as well. We can't leave anything off the field. We got to take all of our talents, all of our understandings, all of our intelligence, all of our beliefs, and package it up and leave it all on the field. Leave it all out there. Just go out. Overcome fear, overcome doubt, overcome fear of of being embarrassed, fear of communicating with other people. We have to leave it all on the field. We want to become the best version of ourselves. And yes, that's taking risk. Um, but in order to get the reward that we want, we have to be willing to take that risk. And speaking of the Super Bowl, it's now time to talk about becoming the Nets, Tom Brady. Now, before we talk about becoming Tom Brady, let's talk about the state that we're in, or at least the state that I'm in. So the first thing about where I'm at and where you might be at is that we're doing okay, right? Like, we're doing good. We're going to our nine to five. Uh, we perhaps started a company, um, but we're doing okay, right? We're doing the things that we're supposed to do. We're paying the bills on time most of the time. We're taking care of our kids. We're taking care of our family. We're taking care of our house. Hopefully, we're taking care of our physical health. Um, but we're doing okay, but we have feelings, and we have a little voice in our head telling us that we can be so much more. And the next state that we're in is that we're coasting through life without much direction. We might have achieved the goals that we set in the past, but what about the goals that we have now? Do we have goals? Do we have a plan to achieve their goals? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but that's a life of, of living without direction and focus. And what about uh, being productive but not living the full life that we want to live? So to me, that means that we're producing, we're doing great things, but we're not quite enjoying life the way that we want to enjoy life. Like, for an example, if you want to pick up right now and take all the things that you want, or actually leave everything at the house and take a two or three week vacation by yourself or with your family, can you do that? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but to me right now, that's, that's living a full life, being able to move, being able to have the freedom um, to live the life that you want to live. And finally, we're not quite that Tom Brady status, right? Like, we haven't won four Super Bowls or we don't have all of the money that we want. We, we don't have uh, the Tom Ford suits that, that he wears, you know. Um, like, but like I say, life is good, but we're not quite at that level, that status that we want to be. And the reason a lot of times is because of resistance, right? We talked about resistance the past few weeks. Resistance, uh, for one, is trying to keep us in a, in a, what I like to call the mediocrity bubble. Like it, it, it's okay for you to, to have a nine-to-five job. It's okay for you to make a nice living. It's okay for you to drive a nice car, to have a nice house. Um, but it wants to keep you in that bubble, that mediocrity bubble. Um, as soon as you try to step out of that mediocrity bubble, 
it ramps up its defense and try to keep you um, back in that, that bubble um, that you're trying your best to get out of. Um, the next thing is that resistance is universal, like I talked about last week. Resistance is trying to destroy the dreams of all of us. Uh, all of the dreams of, of being physically fit, all the dreams of having the house that we want, driving the cars that we want, having the family life that we want, having the discipline that we want. Resistance is trying to attack all of us, whether we think we are succeeding or not. And we've been talking about resistance for the past few weeks. We've been talking about the characteristics of resistance, some of the things, some of the tactics that it uses to defeat us. But we're going to transition right now in Coffee and Chat Bosses. We're going to talk about something that I like, and, and starting with the fact that resistance can be defeated. Like, resistance is, doesn't have a perfect record. Like, resistance can be defeated, and it can be defeated daily. Like, for an example, think about some of the people that we know. Uh, George Bush, both George Bushes. I'm, and, of course, I'm, I'm about to talk about the presidents. Barack Obama uh, and Donald Trump, think about it. I would say, no matter whether you like them or not, I would say they have defeated resistance. Like, to become the leader of the free world, um, I think by definition, that means that you have defeated resistance. Look at some of the famous actors like Tom Cruise and Meryl Streep and Denzel Washington. Um, some of the people that have produced and have been a part of some of the greatest movies that, that we like and know, um, they defeated resistance in my book. Think about Pablo Picasso and Maya Angelou. Like, they defeated it. They defeated per, uh, resistance. So, yeah, people both past, present, and future can and will and has defeated resistance and the question now is how how do we as individuals become the best version of ourselves and defeat resistance and according to Stephen Pressfield you defeat resistance by turning pro now let's talk about that for a second what what does turning pro mean what what does being a professional mean so what we're going to do now is talk about some of the differences between a professional and an amateur um and when I use the word pro, of course, we think about things like sports and perhaps the occupations like doctors and lawyers. But when I talk about pro, when Stephen Pressfield talk about being pro, it's more of an ideal. So we can actually be a professional or amateur in anything that we do. So let's talk about it. So, so for an example, um, an amateur plays for fun, right? They play for fun. They, they do certain things for fun. Um, the professional plays for keeps. They are not playing around. They are, they, this is their occupation. This is their life. So in, in essence, they, they take what they're doing very seriously. A good example of that is uh, basketball. So I play basketball on every Sunday, um, and we play for fun. We're amateurs. We just out there playing. I shoot a little three-pointer, and I talk a little trash every now and then. Well, I don't really shoot three-pointers. I'm more of an inside person because I can't shoot. Doggone it, unfortunately. I can't do layups. I could do some mean layups, some, some mean reverse layups on anybody. But we play for fun, right? But when you talk about LeBron James, you could tell that he takes basketball in a totally different way than we take basketball. Um, one thing that I remember um, last year when LeBron James was playing the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs, uh, he blocked uh, Stephen Curry's shot in the finals. And he made a look at Curry. And you can tell at that moment, yes, he's a professional basketball player, 
but he went beyond that, not just the title. He was a pro at that moment. He knew that his legacy was on the line. He knew that if he brought a championship to Cleveland, that he would be known forever as one of the greatest basketball players of all time that did one of the most impossible things of coming down from a 3-1 deficit to one of the greatest basketball teams, regular season basketball teams of all time. And another difference between amateurs and professionals is that an amateur do their thing part-time, a professional does it full-time. How much time are you investing in yourself? How much time are you investing in your craft and your abilities to become the next level in whatever you want to uh, be awesome in? Amateurs, they, they put some time in, right? They, they do a few things. They read a book or two here and there. They work on their craft when they get some free time, when the, when the basketball game is not on, or when they're not really looking at Facebook. You know, they, they'll do some work, but a professional realizes that his life has to be dedicated to it and that he, he or she must put full time into it. And of course, I'm not talking about putting 24 hours into your craft, right? You got to sleep, you got to eat, you got to take care of your kids. But are you giving your kids the amount of time that you think they need or deserve? Are you putting in time on working on your craft, on reading books, on attending seminars, on, on all kind of things that you can do to become the best version of yourself? Uh, I know people like Tom Brady do. You could just, once again, you could just see it on his face that he has dedicated his life to football. and He's going to do everything in his power to become the best football player he can possibly be. And we can learn so much from that. So now there's a few differences between being a professional and being an amateur. So now I want to talk about what is the greatest separator between an amateur and a pro? Like what separates the two? So you have a person that's want to be the best person they can be. That is an amateur, right? Um, but then you have a best per you have another person that also want to be the best person that they can be, but they're a pro. So what's the difference between the two? And I would say that it is the willingness to being miserable. So in the War of Art, Stephen Pressfield says this. He says that the artist committing himself to his calling has volunteered for hell, whether he knows it or not. He will be dining for a duration on a diet of isolation, rejection, self-doubt, despair, ridicule, contempt, and humiliation. Now, I don't know about you, um, but those are some words that I don't necessarily like to be a part of, right? Like, I don't really like isolation that much. I really don't like rejection or ridicule. Um, Self-doubt, I don't like it either. Humiliation, oh my goodness, no. Uh, Any of those things. But in order for us to become the best version of ourselves, we have to become comfortable with being miserable. Like, I think about people in the Marines or people in the Army. Like, think about some of the things that the Navy SEALs go through to be the best person that they can be they really do go through hell like they do be miserable they do go through a lot to be the best that they can be so why not us why won't we look at their example and apply the same mentality to our lives so that's the difference between an amateur and a pro a pro learns how to embrace being miserable because honestly that is one of the key indicators one of the true dividers that separates the good from the great. In order to be great, you have to be willing to be miserable. And we're going to talk about some of those things again in the future about being miserable. We're going to do a podcast about isolation and rejection 
self-doubt, despair, ridicule, contempt, and humiliation. Um, think about, like, athletes, like, especially football players, right? Like, we see them playing on Sunday. They have awesome salaries, right? They get to drive the coolest cars. Uh, they get to go on vacations. They get to do all of that cool stuff. But, man, we don't really know all of the things that they go through in order to, to make it to Sunday. Like, you hear so many stories about the painkillers that they have to take, about the concussions that they have to suffer through, some of the pain that they have to go through that we don't really witness or, or, or see on a daily basis. But make no doubt about it, they go through some misery, um, especially, especially if they make a mistake. Like, think about it. Like, for an example, what if uh, one of the wide receivers on the New England Patriots drops a touchdown pass that could have won them the Super Bowl? Think about the humiliation that he would feel. Think about the self-doubt that would start to creep up in his mind. Think about the ridicule that a lot of people would do on that Monday based on his uh, failure at that moment. So becoming comfortable with miserable, with being miserable, um, it's a step and an understanding that we have to embrace. Um, and it's understandable that we try our best to avoid it, right? Because as humans, we love fun, we love comfort, we love air conditioning, right? We love soft pillows, we love sleeping as much as we can. Um, we love having fun, in that sense. But how many of us really love misery? How many of us love being isolated from our loved ones in order to become the best version of ourselves, to, to really work on the things that we need to increase, work on the things that we need to become better at? But if we want to get out of that mediocrity bubble, we must go through the misery. We must embrace it. Uh, we must sit down and do the work that we have been called to do. So, yes, we can defeat resistance. There's no question about it. We can become pros. We can go from being an amateur to being a pro in our chosen field. So now it's time to learn about the characteristics of being a pro. We learned about the characteristics of resistance. We learned about now um, in order to defeat resistance, we had to become a pro. So now it's time to learn about the characteristics of a pro and about how to learn how to become the best version of ourselves. And that's what we're going to talk about for the next couple of weeks on the coffee and chat boxes. So thank you once again for spending time with me to talk about enjoying life and being productive. Um, I hope that y'all enjoy the rest of this week, enjoy the football game. Even if you're not into NFL, I'm pretty sure that you can still enjoy the Super Bowl, at least enjoy the halftime show, right? So have a good week, be productive, enjoy life, and see y'all next week.